uh, in case I get busy and forget, ha happy, happy Labor Day. This is, the, this, is the, this is the time that we celebrate for all the, all the achievement and, and, the, and the work uh, that Americans do, and we take a day and, 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 and we, we just don't work. And, and I think it's funny because the people who are most excited about it are the people who don't have a job. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, would you do me a favor? Would you open that bottle? I, I, uh, when, when they put bottles of water up here and they're shut and I have a microphone and a book and one hand, I'm thinking, good Lord, I know I'm special, but that's crazy. Thank you. And uh, look at your neighbor and say, this is going to get good. How many of you know you have authority? Okay, you have authority. Let's just, uh, we, we got to find a launching spot, right? We got to find a spot that we can all be in agreement and, and let's launch from there. And, and, and Jesus, when he called his disciples, he gave them power. He gave them authority, okay? He gave, he, when he called you, when, when he called you, he, he equipped you, he has empowered you. The Bible says that he has given you, has given, past tense, has given you all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You have everything, you have access to everything that you need so that you can live a life that, that pleases God. You, you have it. It's, it's right there. It's available. And last week we talked about the power company and they provide the power and you're the guy that's flipping on the switches and if you flip on the switch, you have access to the power and we know that God is the producer and then the provider of the power and he has given us access to that power. Everybody say amen. amen. Okay. So you have, you have authority and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that somebody this week decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and flip on some switches in my life. I'm going to start walking in the authority that I have because it's, it's not my power, but it, but I have access to that power and, and God has given me authority and authority is the ability to use the power of another, the, the ability to use the power of another, and, and, and the ability to place a command. And, and so I can walk in authority, and, but I, but I got to get some confidence going, and, and, and I got to know my authority. I got, I got to know and understand my authority so I can walk in that authority. And if I do that, I'm going to begin to get to places I ain't never been able to get before. And if I can get to a place I ain't never been able to get before, I'm going to see some things I ain't never seen before. And if I can see some stuff I ain't never seen before, I'm going to be able to reach some stuff I couldn't touch before. And if I can reach some stuff I couldn't touch before, I'll probably accomplish some things I couldn't even start before. So the final outcome of my life is going to be way different if I, if I walk in authority than, than if I don't. And see, a lot of us, a lot of us have been taught, and, and in our brain, in our mind, we're thinking, you know, we're thinking that, that, uh, that God's going to do a bunch of stuff for us. And, and I'm telling you, not a, not, you know, we got, we got to see this right, because the deal is, is that God already has done a bunch of stuff for us. And, and that, that he would really like you to take advantage of the stuff he's done. And, and that what he'd like you to do, is, instead of asking him to do more stuff, especially the stuff that he has empowered you to do, that you would actually begin to walk in your authority and do the things that he's empowered you to do instead of you asking him to do the things that you've been called to do. Okay, so, 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 so there are things that you have been empowered by God to do. You've got to stop asking God to do those things. And, and maybe, maybe it would help us if we understood that, that some things in the way we see certain things might not be right. See, look, look, look at somebody saying, I told you it was for you. Okay, okay so here's the deal. Not, let's talk about prayer for just a minute. I think most of us, 
And, you know, and, we, and we've been, it's just the way we've been taught, and it's just a picture that we have. And, and you know, certain words, you can say a word, and a, and, a, and a picture will pop in everybody's mind. And the picture's always different. I mean, we can have as, as many, as, you know, as many opinions as there are people in the room. And, 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 and well, we, you know, and supposition, supposition, you know, we suppose that this is the way it is or the way it should go. And, and, and it's killing us. Because sometimes our supposition and our opinion is really far from fact. It's not, it's not especially when it comes to godly things. And, and, and when Jesus talked about prayer, Matthew 18, in, in Matthew 18, in the first uh, verse in the Amplified Bible, he, he made this statement. He said, I, I wish that you would always pray and not turn coward. I wish that you would pray and not turn coward. Now, now here's, here's my deal. See, I grew up in church. I've been in church my whole life. And, and, uh, and, uh, that, that, and trust me, that don't mean that I'm like good. That just means that we hung around church a lot. Okay. And, and, uh, uh, but I've been to a lot of prayer meetings and, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to tell you something that one, one of the things about prayer meeting that is, well, you know, uh, I think it's Matthew eleven twelve 12 that says, From the days of John the Baptist, even unto now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. The violent take it by force. If you want to see violence in church, you have potluck. You don't have prayer meeting. Right? You have potluck because they will fight for that last chicken wing. I'm telling you what. As they get towards the end of the line, and, and there's suddenly a big press on. You have prayer meeting. And I mean, we can have potluck. We can do it here. And there's people that come, and, and we haven't seen them like ever. I don't know who they are. But they're out here in the lines, eating the food. Hello, somebody. You know, you, you want to have a, a all a tender Sunday potato salad. And for some reason, here's everybody. You have a prayer meeting, and, and we're down to about seven precious saints. Okay, well, what, what is the, what's the deal with that? Well, I think we do it wrong. I, I see... All the prayer meetings I've been to, Jesus said, you need to pray and quit turning coward. And I'm telling you that most of the time what I hear, it, and it's just my own twisted little mind. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't see it that way, but I do. But I listen to people pray, and, and the, 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 one of the most prominent you know, voices, all I hear is the voice of coward. I mean, it's like, like we're praying, well, because we're scared. We're, we're praying because, because we're in trouble. We're praying because, and, and, and we, go, we go to God and we tell him all about the size of our problems when I believe that prayer is more effective when you go to, to your problem and talk about the size of your God. That when, 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 you, when you face situations and, and you go to prayer, so God, God, man, you need to, I'm not asking God to change the circumstance. I'm asking God to work in me, change me so that I can demonstrate your power and your authority in this circumstance. And, and God, I, I, I know that your word says that when you walk through the fire, the flame will not kindle upon you. And when you're gumming against the flood, it will not overtake you. And God, what I'd like to pray is for you to put out the fire and to dry up the flood. But you said when I walk through it, so you're going to have to empower me today so I can walk through this fire, so I can step into that flood, so I can carry your presence into this situation. And I'm telling you that you have the authority to, to deal with some stuff and see it change in your life, but you got to know your authority. Uh, think of it this way, a, a, a police officer, which by the way, you know, on the 16th, uh, we're, we're going to have back the blue uh, and, and uh, yeah, it's going to be out. Yeah, come on. 
And, you know, we, and man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really cool. There's a bunch of stuff that's going to be going on, and we'll tell you more about that, you know, as we get closer. What's today, the second, third? Third? Yeah, why tell you about it now? It's 13 more days. Don't worry about it. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Uh, but we're gonna, we're at back blue, we, and and uh, we we uh, we want to show support, and but you take a police officer who has been empowered by a government agency, whether it's the county, the state, the city, and and that police officer is empowered to enforce laws of that agency, and and you understand that he can enforce the, the well, which laws can can the police officer enforce? Any of them. All of them. Which laws can he make, create? None. His, 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 he's, not given, he's not given ability to write the law. He's given the ability to enforce the law. Because that's what his authority has done, has empowered him to enforce certain laws. Okay? See, so uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Have you ever noticed that in the Bible, in, in the Bible, uh, 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 you know, it, it, it starts off, oh, look at that, and, and, and there it is, and then verse 2, and then it goes into this long explanation, and it's kind of a breakdown of the creation process, and God starts creating the heavens and the earth, and, and you know, and different days go by, and we end up into different sections where, you know, he's hanging the stars, and, and he's popping up grass, and he's working on the heavens and the earth, but verse 1 said that he created the heaven and the earth in the beginning. And so in the, so when you get to verse 2, why would it repeat that? And if you were to go and listen to, to a, a, you know, a hookup with, with a rabbi, somebody who understands the Hebrew language, and they'll tell you that, that in, the, in the Hebrew language, in the Bible, in the Bible specifically, nothing is repeated just for redundancy's sake. It's not just, if, matter of fact, if, you, if you're reading it again, you better slow down and find out why that's being brought up again. And, and it's because they're talking about two different things. Verse 1 is talking about one thing, and verse 2 and on is talking about something else. And verse 1 is, in the beginning, there, there's the heavens, a spiritual realm, and the earth, a natural realm. And God, God differentiated between the two realms. Okay, there, so there's a spiritual realm and a natural realm. And by the way, just so you understand it, there are laws that govern both realms. And there's spiritual laws that govern the spiritual realm, and there's natural laws that govern the natural realm. You know, for example, gravity. Okay, it, it's just a law. It's, it's going to happen every single time. And, and so when, when you are operating in, a, in whatever realm it is, if you will enforce the laws of that realm, then, then that's where your authority is, is, is effective. If you try to enforce a natural law in a spiritual realm, it ain't going to work, and vice versa. So, well, how then would we be able to determine, is this thing that we're dealing with, is this a spiritual realm thing, or is this a natural realm thing? How do I tell the difference? And, and, and a, a rabbi that I've been listening to made this statement. He said, just pretend that you have a pet orangutan. Can you do it? Can you see it? I mean, I could have Todd come up and walk with me across the platform if you need to visualize it. Okay, uh, pretend, you have, <laughs> pretend you have a pet orangutan. And if your orangutan can understand what it is you're doing, then that's natural realm. Okay? But if he doesn't, that's probably spiritual realm. For example, food. Hey, he gets it. He understands it. He ain't got no problem understanding what you're doing when you're eating. Well, well that's natural realm. So natural laws would apply to that. Okay? Uh, sex. You don't need to explain it to the orangutan. Okay, so there's some natural realm stuff going on there. But on the other hand, marriage. 
He doesn't understand that at all. Why? Because that's the spiritual realm. So if you, try, if you try to apply natural realm laws to your spiritual realm marriage, well, that's why you're struggling. You know, uh, uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, have a book and you're reading the book. So reading. Well, he might be amused with a book, but he don't get it. He doesn't understand it. And, and, and it's really, it's probably really important that you get this, that, that TV and, and music, while he might be amused for a little bit, it's, it doesn't help the orangutan. He doesn't get it. Why? Because those, that's all spiritual stuff. That's why the Bible teaches us to guard your heart. See, you, you think it's just a natural realm stuff, so you just flip on anything and you bring anything, you, anything into the environment that you live in, and, and it's impacting you in a spiritual way. Hello, somebody. Uh, just, just another one just to think about for a minute. Money. Orangutan doesn't understand money. Why? Because it's not a natural realm thing. It's spiritual. So if you don't apply spiritual laws to your money, well, here, and, and David Lapkin he is, is, is the rabbi that I think that you should, you know, you should hook up. He's got a bunch of books out there. And uh, but he makes this statement. He makes it. He said, you know, you get a room full of people, and, and if there happens to be a half a dozen Jewish people in it, he said, don't you find it interesting that they are usually among the, 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 the richest people in the room? Doesn't that bother you? And I mean, this is, this is the rabbi asking the question, not me. But doesn't it bother you that Normally, in a, in, a, in a room, that there's a, only a small percentage of Jewish people. Doesn't it bother you that they're more wealthy than you are? Why, why do you think that is? Because they're taught from birth that money's spiritual. And you apply natural laws to your money instead of spiritual laws. And so it robs the authority and the power that you have because you're using the wrong law. See, the Bible says that the, that the laws of the Spirit are life, and the laws of the flesh are death. And that if we live according to the laws of the flesh, that we're going to live separated from the power of God. But if we live according to the laws of the Spirit, that we're going to live under the authority of God. And you have the ability to walk in this authority. See, you have the ability to enforce laws, but you do not have the ability to make the laws. You do not have the ability to create law. You have the ability to enforce law. Okay? And I said you have the ability to enforce law, but you do not have the ability to create law. Which is why in Joshua 1.8 when he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you should meditate therein day and night so that you can observe to do all that is written therein. And then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will make yourself a great success. How do you do that? It's according to the law. Right? And so you... How many of you know that you can't enforce a law that you don't know exists? See, we keep asking God to do stuff when he's empowered us to do it. But we got to know the law. See, you, 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 have to, you have to know God's word well enough. See, because a lot of times you, you'll be facing all kinds of chaos and struggle and stuff, and you'll come and you'll want somebody to feel sorry for you, and I'm telling you, you don't need pity. You need power. And, and, well, I, I, need you, I, need, I need you to feel bad. I refuse to. Why? Because it ain't going to help you. It's not going to help you. It's going to give the enemy a stronghold in your life. And you're going to go through life as a victim instead of walking in victory. Yeah. And, 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 and you're going to, you, you, hello somebody. 
and, and, and you, you know, you're going to be beat up from the street up, and, and, and you're crying out to God, God, do something about this, and God's empowered you to do it. See, this is the confidence, 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, according to his law, if we begin, if we begin to enforce the laws that, 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 that he set out there, uh, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us, and if we know he hears us, we know that we have the very petition that we desired of him. Hey, at least take that one down because it's distracting me. I know, that I, I know that I have something for you that's going to be powerful, that's going to change your life, and I'm, already, and I'm fighting all of this stuff, and it's distractionary stuff, because I'm telling you that if you get this, you can turn your life around. I'm telling you, if you get this, you can turn your life around. But you have to walk in your authority. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if I ask anything, the word ask is like command or demand. See, when you, when, when you begin to ask things, you begin to place a demand on God. God's like, hey, you can place a demand on me. Why? Because I wrote the law. Man, th- th- this is law, and you can, you can begin to enforce it, and you can have some confidence that when you come before me, and this is the confidence you have, that if you, if you begin to place a demand on something that's in my law, now, now you can't demand anything. You, you can't look over there and see somebody else's spouse and say, and I, I'm going to begin to use my authority, and that's going to be my spouse. You can't do that. Why? Because it ain't in the book. It's not part of the law. But if you know, if you know God's law, you're going to have confidence. This is the confidence that we have in Him. See, see Hebrews 10, 34, 35 says, Don't throw away your confidence without great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, what's the will of God? That's the stuff that's in the book. Well, what's that? That's the law. See, the enemy wants you to think the law, well, oh, God freed us from the law. Well, you better thank God he didn't free you from the law. He, gave, he, he brought a new set of laws that are not subject to the old set. Okay, So it's kind of like if you were to hook up with Ryan and go fly an airplane, is there this thing called the law of gravity? Does the law of gravity ever stop working? Okay, But, but Ryan, when you get into the plane, it, what is it, the law of aerodynamics? That, that, that is a higher law that's not subject to the lower law? So anytime that you apply the laws of aerodynamics, you can get in the plane, you can fly. Well, well did, did, did gravity stop? Nope. It's just we're now living according to a law that's higher than the law of gravity. It's not subject to the law of gravity. So God's law is not subject to the laws in this natural realm. But you have to know God's laws in order to enforce God's laws. See, see if, 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 if the police officer finds somebody who's continually breaking the law, what do they do? They stop them, they arrest them, they demand that they cease and desist, and if they don't, they bring them in front of a judge, and the judge deals with it. But, and see, you have the ability, there's some things going on in your life, there's sickness and there's disease, and, 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 and there is depression, and, and there's lack, and there's chaos, and you have the ability to put a stop to that. Why? Because you, you are God's representative. You have, you have the authority to use his power right here, right now, today, and you can say, hey, you know what? I, I, I've got something from the word of God for you. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation. I'm supposed to have peace in my house, so chaos, guess where you're going? You are leaving my house today. Because I'm going to take authority, and I'm going to—I'm not, not going to talk to God about the problem. I'm going to talk to the problem about my God. You can change your life today. You—you can—you can. I'm telling you, you—you you can change your life today if you just get a little bit of confidence. Where's the confidence coming from? Knowing His law. See, if, if you know what God says. 
If you know what God says. See, but, but if you don't, it's easy to kind of lose that confidence. You know, it's like, the, it's like a cop that has the ability to direct traffic. You know, have you, ever, have you ever seen a cop that stepped out and actually started directing traffic? And, and, and isn't that crazy? Because there's cars like everywhere, and here comes this dude, and what's he got? He's got a whistle, man. I mean, that's, he's got a whistle and a, and a finger, and, and, and he starts blowing a whistle and puts his hand out, and cars stop, and you know, come, and that car comes, and, and whoa, you wait over there, and you know, let me tell you something, you just do what he says. Why? Because he's got a whistle. No, because he's got confidence in his authority. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what would happen? It, he's gonna get ran over. Okay, he's gonna die out there. Just the other day, coming down Washington Street where it meets uh, Columbia Drive, and there had been a bit of a fender bender, and it was in the afternoon, and uh, and it was it was kind of warm. Nick was with me, right? You were with me, and what was it like, 214 degrees or something that day? And, and it was hot. And the cops, instead of, and I don't blame them, but instead of getting out and directing traffic, they just sat in their car with their lights flashing. Okay, and so there's two lanes that you can turn left, and I'm in the in the left lane on Washington, right there by uh, Dutch Bros, and we're going to turn left on Columbia Drive, and there's a cop car up there that we hadn't seen it when we were coming down the street, but he was up there flashing, and, and we're about four cars back, but there's about 27 cars on the right lane, and everyone's sitting there, and, and there's another cop uh, on on a. Columbia Drive there, and, and he's got his lights flashing. Lights are green. Everybody's sitting there. No one's moving. No one, which I do really good under these situations. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really good. And, and uh, I'm thinking, four-wheel drive, we can go over that one. That's not a problem. And, 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 but, but, but the guy with authority isn't doing anything, so nothing knows what to do. You're the guy with authority doing nothing. And so even the good don't know what to do. Even the bad is unsure. But anything might happen here. Okay, Anything could happen. Why? Because the guy with authority isn't directing traffic. He's not operating with his authority. You know what you need to do is you need to understand your authority. You need to stand up and you need, and you need to you just... You, listen, you, you know what they're telling me? They're telling me that if we add a few lights and some fog, and I'm not talking about anybody here, I'm talking about the, 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 the church development teams, and there's so much wisdom on how to do this stuff that we do, and we want, we want to grow the church, and we want to reach the cities, and we're, we want to do, but, but, but if, if, if we, you know, we, we got a lot of things going that are really cool, but there's some things that we need to adjust, and but man, just, just some lights and some fog, and, and you know, and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a generation coming up, and it's important that we reach them, and, but if, if we would create the right environment and, and, and so that people could have uh, this, you know, a, a uh, unique experience. See, see, here's my question. Is if we do the lights and the fog, and I, I may, hey, that might be cool. You know, that's awesome. We get the, an experience. But what if, what would happen if a handful of us just decided to start walking in our authority and we actually created a life experience outside this room? What if, what if, what if we taught you the Word of God to the place that you could actually use it and demonstrate Satan's defeat today? What if you knew 
What if you knew? What if you knew that, you know what, I don't really even have to beg God you know, to, to do certain things because he's empowered me to make those things happen. What if I could eradicate from my mind crazy thoughts? You know, religious, silly stuff. Trying to be polite. Well, you know, God, God is mysterious. He's, the Lord works in mysterious ways. No one can understand the, the ways of God. Are you on crack? What do you mean no one can understand the ways of God? He wrote a book and explained them to us. That's just a nice way of saying it didn't work for me. So it can't be me. So it must be God's mysterious. No, because you don't know what God's going to do. Yes, I do. Yeah, but you don't understand my situation. No, but I understand my God. But you, you, yeah, but you, 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 you cannot say that he's going. Yes, I can. Actually, it's not me saying it. It's me repeating what he said. Because he said no word would ever fail. See, that's why in Hebrews 10, when it says, don't throw away your confidence, it's not your confidence in you. Let me tell you what you got. Nothing. You have a relationship with Jesus. And, and here, comes, here comes the devil, and he's reminding you, isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy? He's going to remind you of the stupid things you've done, which is going to take most of the day. Okay? And, and he's going to talk to you about, about bad choices and bad decisions. And it's like, what do you mean? You, you have them tattooed to your flesh. You don't need help, but he's pointing out the fact that you don't deserve authority, that you don't deserve healing, that you don't deserve prosperity, that you don't deserve peaceful habitation. That you, you, and he's pointing out everything you don't deserve. Check it out. Why did God send Jesus specifically to realign people with the stuff they didn't deserve. No, wait. I don't think you got it. That when the enemy points out you don't deserve something, well, shoot, now you don't even have to worry about that. Because Jesus handles the stuff I don't deserve. So when he said, you don't deserve prosperity, I go, oh, thank God we're going to prosper. Why? Because I don't deserve it, and Jesus came to connect me to the stuff I don't deserve. Well, you don't deserve healing. Oh, my God. Uh, that just takes a load off of me. Why? Because now it's not about me. It's about him. See, I, my confidence isn't in me. My confidence is in him. So he said, whatever I set my hand to do is going to prosper. So guess what? I'm going to set my hand to some stuff. Why? Because it's going to prosper. Well, what if it doesn't look like it's prospering? Well, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. Patience is not the ability to wait a long time. Patience is the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time. See, I don't back off. I don't change my mind. Why? Because he's God and he doesn't change. Is that thing working? You got Joshua chapter 1? Let's just read for a minute. Let's just read. Look at that. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead, so now arise. You take his place. Isn't it kind of cool that, that, hey, you take his place? You want to talk about places? What an amazing place to be. Whose place are, whose place are you taking? 
And, and he said, get up and get over this stuff, man. You and all those people, I'm giving you some stuff. Let's roll. And verse 3, he said, every place that the sole of your foot is going to tread, I've given it to you. Just like I promised. God's a God, God's a God uh, uh, of covenant. He ain't breaking his promises. And, and he says, verse 4, he said, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, the great river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites and Canaan, to the great Mediterranean Sea on the way. He said, I'm increasing your borders, man. I'm, this thing's getting big. Look at verse 5. No man's going to be able to stand before you. Yeah, I don't care what natural realm force comes against you. If you're living by the Spirit, guess what? And nothing can stop you. Nothing can slow you down. There's all kinds of stuff that's going to change. Circumstances are going to change. Situations are going to change. But as I was with Moses, that's how I'm going to be with you. In other words, God said, I ain't changing. So, so don't think in the middle of this thing that when, when it looks like, like things ain't going the way you think they should, at the speed you think they don't think I've changed. I ain't changed. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Verse 6, he said, be strong, be confident, be of good courage. And, and he's speaking that into us, man. His word is speaking it, and that seed is going to produce it. And so you have all the strength you need. You have all the courage you need. You have all the confidence you need. And he said, I'm going to cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers. Look at 7. 7 and said, you just got to be strong, very courageous that you can do. Remember, you got to be strong and do. How do I be strong and do? Well, Daniel eleven thirty two says, the people that know their God shall be strong, and they shall do. So if I need to be strong, then I need to know God. How do I get to know God? I get in His Word. The more I'm in His Word, the more I know God. The more I know about God, the more strength I have in God. So be strong and courageous that you can do according to all the law. Oh, there's something about this law, man. I got, I got to enforce this law. And he said, don't turn from it to the right hand or the left. And then you're going to prosper wherever you're going to go. This book of the law, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you're going to meditate on it day and night. You know, I'm, I'm happy that you know everybody that's, that's part of the bachelorette, but I'm going to tell you something. They ain't helping you with your destiny. I'm thrilled to death that you know all the players and all the stats and how, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, oh, I just think it's so awesome that your team's going to win. That's like an amen. That's like an amen. Go Ducks. God's answering prayer. They annihilated somebody yesterday, and you sat there and watched it. It was really important, really important to, to watch them with their 45-point spread and for you to know everything about them but not know how to enforce the law so you have peace in your house. I'm happy the Ducks are going. I'd, but I'd rather go believers. I, man, I'd rather see you prosper. I said, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather see you prosper. I'd rather watch you prosper. Listen, if you meditate on this, why? So you know what to enforce. If you meditate on that law, you'll know what to enforce. Then you will make your way prosperous. Wait on God to prosper you? No, he said, you make your way prosperous. You realize that you are not my source. See, I can say stuff to you that a lot of people would never say in my position. Let me tell you why. Because I love you, I will, I will take a bullet for you. I will not let you shoot me. 
because I, I, I can see people like reaching, no, don't go there now. Okay. The, that would be the, the Packers. Okay. Uh, missing another sports analogy. Okay. But anyways, uh, and, and I don't want you going anywhere. Uh, I, 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 want, I, want you, I want you to elevate. I want, I want you to do the best in life that you, that you can do. But I will tell you truth even if you get mad at me. Okay? And if you're not prospering, it's not because God is unfaithful. It's because you're ignorant. Because your ignorance of the law impacts your ability to enforce it. So you can't enforce a law and see, and then some of you guys get, anytime we go spiritual, you get funky. You want to run around with a tambourine and streamers. And that ain't going to help you prosper either. You know, uh, I was so excited. I got up out of the chair and there were feathers there. So what? I think they're from an angel. I think there was gold dust there. Can we sell it? You know, I, I don't mean to belittle anybody's belief system. Well, I sort of do. But, but, but the thing that matters to me is that we have families that are struggling, and you shouldn't be. But it just seems weird to talk to stuff. Yeah, but you're letting stuff scream at you. And he said, this book of the law, man, if you'd meditate it day and night, you'd know, how, you'd know what to enforce, and then you could make your way prosperous, and you could deal wisely and have good success. You could have good success. Let's keep reading just for a minute. Have not I commanded you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's making commands. Why? Because he has authority. And he's commanding you, be strong. Quit being so weak. Be vigorous. Quit being so, well, if it's the Lord's will. You may gag me with a spoon, okay? Come on. Get some passion about what God's called you to do. Get, get, God's called you to prosper. God's called you to walk in victory. God, stop justifying the fact that somebody's been mean to you. Somebody else can be mean to you again. It, we, we better get over that. But we, we, we need to demonstrate to this, to, to this community that we are led by the Spirit, that the strongest thing we got going is, is called the Holy Ghost, okay? And He's going to lead us and guide us, and we're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat because of the power of the Holy Spirit that's in operation in us. And we, I ain't going to be intimidated or afraid to tell the whole world, oh my God, is this a Spirit-filled church? Absolutely. Why? Because he, he's empowered us. Man, he's empowered us. And I, matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break some rules today. Okay? Let's just break a rule just for just a second. Just for just a second. Just a second. Because this is just crazy. Because some, somebody in the room right now, and there's something going on in your body, and, and it's, it, it's like it's wreaking havoc with you in the physical realm. I mean, you, you know, you could use a healing. You, I mean, you know, oh God, let's just go to God and let's just pray. Let's just pray and ask God. No, he gave us power to heal the sick. You don't have to walk out of this room sick. I'm going to tell you, how many years have you known me? 25, is that it? 26, because, you know, how old's Evan? 28? 
Can you believe that? When I married Shelby, I did not know she was going to have kids this age. Uh, you know, 25, 26 years. How long have you known me? 22 years. Uh, uh, Dave and Bonnie, uh, where, where, where you at? Whip and lash, that's what I like to call them. Uh, 35, 36 years. You, you know what? Uh, between all of them, they, they, and I'm, dude, there's nothing special about me. There's just something I know. See, sickness is not part of my life. Why? Because I have authority over it. I have the opportunity to be sick every single day. I have the opportunity to feel bad, to feel broken, to feel tired, to feel down, to feel, to feel the symptoms. But let me tell you what I do. God, your word. Your word. You said, hearken to my word. Let them not depart from my eyes. They are life to those that find them, health and healing to all your flesh. So God, I just thank you. Thank you for that word. Sickness, you got to go. I put you under arrest. If you think you're going to dwell here, you're going to have to see the judge. I'm not the judge, but I've been empowered by God to enforce his law. Sickness is not part of my life. And I'm telling you that somebody's in the room right now, and sickness is plaguing your body, and you have authority over that. And, and, it's, and, and, and let me tell you something. It's, let me tell you what's awesome is that you're going to walk out of here without that thing messing with you anymore. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled that John's playing soft music and that the light's just perfect, but it ain't going to be the lights and it ain't going to be the music. It's going to be you saying, you know what? I've been called out of darkness, translated into the marvelous light of his dear son, that I'm supposed to be saved and called, not according to my works, but according to his purpose. And he has given me, because he's called me, he's given me authority. And because he's given me authority, I have the ability. I can trample on serpents and scorpions. I, 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 I can drive devils out. I, I, can, I can speak and, and sickness has to obey because I have been given authority. I have the ability to use the power of another. And so today, I'm tired of being sick. I'm tired of being you know, beat up by a defeated devil. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some confidence in him. And I'm not going to let go of that confidence. I'm not going to fling that confidence away because I have need of patience. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be like God. I'm, I'm going to refuse to change. I'm going to refuse to change. And, and I'm going to stand on that word because I'm going to enforce the will of God. And when I enforce the will of God, the Bible says that I will receive the promise and the promise is health and healing to all my flesh. So let me just challenge you. If you came here today and there's something in your body and, and, and you need it broken off, why don't you just stand up to your feet right where you are? I won't even call you down from Just right where you are. Just stand up and say, you know what? I want that off my body. I don't need sickness in my life anymore. Uh, I'm going to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy that we, we are believers? We're believers. And, and, and a lot of times, well, how do we know if it's God's will? Read the book. There was a dude that asked Jesus. He said, Lord, if it's your will, I know you can hear me, heal me. And Jesus said, oh, it's my will. There was no hesitation. Matthew 18, do we have that? Pray, don't be a coward. Don't faint. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Look at verse 2. In a certain city, there was a judge. He, he didn't reverence God. He didn't respect man. And there was a woman. Here we go. Here we go. 
And, and there was a widow that kept coming. And she said, protect, defend, give me justice. What she do? She said, man, I know the law. And I know that you're the judge. And you need to enforce this stuff. You need to help me. And verse 4, it, it said, for a time he wouldn't. But later he said to himself, though I have neither reverence or fear for God nor respect or consideration for man. Check this out. Because this widow continues to bother me. Here's somebody who knows the law. And she, she continues to bother me. And, and I will defend and protect and avenge her, lest she will become intolerable annoyance to me. Here's some passion for you. You know, he, he's, this is an unjust judge. She's going to wear me out. Her continual coming at the last, she came and rail on me and assault me. She's, she might strike. Here's passion. She's going to choke me out if I don't give her what she wants. Keep reading. Check it out. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not our just God give us his chosen ones? Won't he defer to us and would he delay help on their behalf? Verse 8, I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. You know what I want you to do? Everybody in the place, just close your eyes for just a minute. Just, just close your eyes. You guys that are standing, you know what I want you to do? I just want you to reach a hand up towards heaven. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just operate in our authority. God, you, you gave us power over sickness. You give us authority. So, God, I just thank you that right now, sickness is having to release people's physical bodies right here in this room. God, I thank you that as they operate in that authority right now, they're, they're actually going to begin to be able to sense right now that the things that they couldn't do, they, they can do. Matter of fact, some of you guys, you know, you had, you had stiff joints or broken things or whatever, whatever you couldn't bend, but we'll st just start, just begin to do what you couldn't do. Just, you know, if you couldn't bend over and touch your toes, bend over and touch your toes. If you, if, you know, if you couldn't, you know, whatever the physical thing is, just begin to check it out. Check it out because there's healing in the room. This healing is right here. It's right now. And he's healing you right here and right now. And some of you guys are starting to, okay, everybody put your hands down and look at me. Put your hands down and look at me. But somebody, you're already, you can sense it. Who, who, who's already seen it? What's happened? Come here, real quick. These guys aren't paid for this. We just what, What's happening? Uh, I pinched a nerve in my back, like, probably a month and a half ago. And, um, yeah, I, can, I couldn't, like, stretch very far or bend down, touch my toes, or even put my socks on this morning. So. And now, and now you could? C come here. I mean, this is just weird, but just, so you couldn't bend over? That's what you couldn't do. That's what you couldn't do. You? Come here. Stay here, stay here. Tell them what you could do. Um, I couldn't stretch my my hand very far because I cut more than 75 my tendon and it was just hanging there like a millimeter. So I had to get surgery so every time I'll use it, um, it would actually hurt. And now that you just prayed over it, it doesn't hurt. And it, wait, wait. It's not now that I prayed over it. See, this is how dumb we get. And, and by the way, Private correction doesn't work in a public setting. See, because we, ha we have to give public correction so that everybody understands. It's not because I prayed. It's because you have authority. It's because he has authority and he's using it. Now I can stretch it really good and it doesn't hurt at all. Okay, and that was just hanging there just a minute ago. So let's, let's, well, yeah, those are interns. Who? Who's God touching in your body? Come here. Tell him. My hips, 
the, I've been told I got tendonitis. I've worked all my life hard. I've abused these hips. They ache. I like to ride a motorcycle. When I sit on it, it hurts. When I put my feet down, it hurts. And if, I, I don't ever say it. I, I ain't going to accept it. But it feels good today. Yeah. You know, I, I want to encourage you guys, you guys that are standing, you know, what was the deal in your body? Man, I'm telling you, you have need of patience, okay? Don't change. Don't change. But, but you need to enforce this. I'm walking in my healing. I'm walking in my healing. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enforce this law, and my life is never going to be the same. Sickness and disease, you got to go. Some of you guys, you got chaos in your marriage, and it needs to stop. And you, need, you just need to put your foot down. You just need to say, my, my house is going to be peaceful. I'm tired of chaos and I'm tired, I'm tired of, of, uh, of all the junk that's going on. And some of you need to talk to your finances. I'm tired of the spirit of lack wreaking havoc in my life. And, and, and you got a business and, and it, needs to, it needs to prosper. And God, you said that everything I'm going to set my hand to is going to prosper. And that word in Joshua, it said, I'm going to meditate your word and I'm going to know what law to enforce and I'm going to know how to deal wisely. So I'm not trying to get it without wisdom. So God, my prayer isn't that you would change that. My prayer is that you would change this. Okay, change me. Change the way I think. Change the way I see. Change the way I feel. Change the choices I make. But I'm in alignment with your word and your will because this is the confidence I have in you that if I ask anything according to your will, I know you hear us. And if I know that you hear us, I know that I have the very thing that I desired from you. And I'm not backing down. I'm not changing. Man, I'm telling you, you got three people standing on the platform that just... Boom, boom, boom. And, and there's more of you guys out here that, that God is moving in your life, in your body right now, that you got to walk in that authority. you got to walk in that. And maybe what you should do, and you go ahead and be seated for just a minute, and give these guys, give God a hand. Maybe what you should do, please don't just head over to Cadillac today and decide that you're going to see if you can empty out the rooms. I don't really think that you should go public until you get your private world operating in incredible health. I think you should have some character. You know, I think we should go down to the park and we should. I think you should go to your house and demonstrate peace. I I I, I think that you should. I think that you should uh, get your finances together. Yeah, I think that you should hook up with some people and, and, and pray, get wisdom, seek guidance and understanding, and we begin to demonstrate Satan's defeat in every realm of our life. Okay, so maybe what you should do is on your way home today, you should start speaking to the stuff that you know needs to be spoken to. You should make a decision. Deuteronomy 30, he said, I've called heaven and earth together today. Look at it. I call heaven and earth to record this day heaven and earth, two different realms. The natural realm and the spirit realm. They're both watching. I've set in front of you life and death. Two different sets of laws. Two different sets of laws. Blessing, cursing. How does God bless? Words. How do we curse? Words. The laws operates. The laws operate according to the words of our life. He said, choose life that you and your seed can live. You know what God's, God's desire for you is increase. So there's two different ways to do this. You can do that. You, you know what? You can, just, you can just chill out and see what's going to happen. But I'm going to tell you something. That, that's, that law 
life's not going to get better. But the spirit of the spirit of life, the law of the spirit is life. And if you make a decision, see, choose life, choose life, choose life. If you choose life, you can turn it around. I said, if you choose life, you can turn it around. And, and, but it's a choice, it's a decision. The word decision comes from the same root word as incision. It means to cut away. There are some things we're going to cut away. So we're, 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 we're going to cut those things away, man. I'm not, I'm not going to let that stuff in my life anymore. And maybe, maybe for some of us in the room, the very first decision, the very first life choice that you need to make is to surrender to Jesus. To get real with God so God could become real with you. Not, not asking you to join the church. I hope, I hope you connect with us. I hope you do life for eternity with us. But, but joining the church, that, that's not the deal. Here's the deal. Getting Jesus on the throne of your life. Saying, God, you're going to be my God. I'm going to be your person. I'm going to crucify the flesh with Christ. I'm going to live, but it's not going to be me. It's going to be Christ that's living in me. And I'm going to live according to the faith of the one that loved me, gave himself for me. Some of you guys need to make that decision right here and right now. So I'm going to ask everybody to bow your head one more time. And if you're in this room today, and I'm not asking you, have you ever prayed the sinner's prayer? I don't care. Maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. Maybe you've never heard of it. I'm asking you, is today the day that you surrender your life to Jesus? Is today the day that you say, you know what? I, 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 need, I need to live my life according to God's law. So I'm making this prayer my prayer. Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer. If that's you, I'm not going to call you out. I won't have you stand. But if you're here today and you know that this is time for you to, to take a giant step and you're going to make this prayer yours while no one's looking around, I just want to agree with you in prayer. Would you just hold your hand up really high? Just lift your hand. Thank you. 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 It's awesome. Thank you. You can put them down. It's so cool. So cool. I want everybody in this place, just pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, let's give God one more big round of applause. Just thank him today.